Welcome, welcome to the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. I'm here with Valerie and we are at the U.S. Open 2023, day one of the main draw. Yeah. Where are you from? I am from Arizona. I live in Scottsdale right now. Came all the way out here. It's the first time at the U.S. Open? How, or? No, this is my third time. Mm. Yeah, no, fourth, fourth. How have you been enjoying it so far? Today is awesome. It's overcast, so it's not super hot. Um, I bought tickets in Grandstand, so I got to watch my favorite player, Dominic Team. Sorry, I almost tripped. Yep. <laughs> um, one in three sets, pretty Stra easily. Straight sets against Bublik. We're heading yeah. over to Grandstand right now to see Rybakina. Uh, who's your Who's your favorite player? I mean, I, I'm a huge Dominic fan, so um, probably after him is probably Kasparud, who I also saw who I think is still playing. He's playing Emilio Nava, who's qualified. He like played himself right into form. He like those three matches, he was um, he was playing great. And we met through through Instagram. You are the Tennis City Guide. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that whole thing? Okay, yeah, so I um, kind of blog and um, about like what I'm doing right now, like going to tennis tournaments and like talking about where I stay and like, um, you know, where I like to eat, you know, maybe places to play tennis if you want to play tennis, mm -hmm. um, and kind of compile that all together. Um, and yeah, and I just kind of share all of that insight with other tennis fans. What's your favorite part about tennis? Playing, is it watching, is it um, the travel or the... Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, I love that it goes to so many great places, which makes it easy to combine like travel and tennis mm -hmm. um, but I was just telling some friends like I feel like I could talk to anybody here and because um, we're all like so crazy about tennis and yeah you just have like an instant a million friends oh <laughs> we're here welcome ladies and gentlemen to the US Open is this one here yeah, yeah. What, what's your most memorable U.S. Open memory? Last year, um, I went to the Racket House event randomly. Like, I almost feel like I wasn't really supposed to be there, but <laughs> somehow I finagled my way in there, but got to meet a ton of players, Tiafo, Casper, um, Belinda Bencic, and Stan Wawrinka. Wow. Um, and just getting to know all the guys at Racket was really fun. Um, yeah, we went this year, this year, Racket House. We rocked, we rocked, rocked some racket house action. Have the little spritz was sponsoring it, we, the alcohol was flowing, the players were playing, well they weren't playing, but the players. Yeah, and they have stuff like almost every night, you know, like leading up to the tournament, so there's, and it's, I mean, pretty open to the public, like you just have to RSVP. Oh my gosh, so I'm a Wilson affiliate, so this outfit that Marta Kostik is wearing right now is fiery. She's so beautiful. Um, yeah. So, is up 4-1 in this opening set. Wimbledon champ. No, she's not the Wimbledon champ. Um, last year's Wimbledon champ. Last There's been like some speculation about, you know, like her form, if she, I guess she was sick and whatever, but I love her. She has. She's such a clean ball striker, and like I was here watching her practice the other day, and her serve is—I mean, it's just so efficient and clean. She um, is a lot bigger than she looks like in TV. 
she's very tall. Like she walked in. Well, so speaking of last year's racket house, I when I was leaving, she was walking in, and um, she's very tall and like lean, just like a perfect tennis player body. Um, but I love that she's just like super stoic. Like doesn't you know? She just kind of quietly does her thing. Like people give her shit about not being like demonstrative enough, you know. But I mean, for a tennis player, like being able to stay composed and like not really show your cards is just, like a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it should be surprising that a lot of players aren't, you know, like over the top, you know, emotive. But I would love to see her. I mean, it's so great when her and Iga match up because she definitely has her number. Um, I'd love to see her and Sabalenka. Like, I love, I mean, everybody loves, you want to watch big hitters, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that type of matchup. Yeah. I'm glad we're watching a, a, girl, a women's match because I know a lot of what you guys talk about on Tipsy is the men's tour. Um, so yeah, we're got bringing some bringing some female action into the into the fold. And you, know, you you brought that up, and you know. Is it, that something that you'd realized, or? I mean, yes, but mm. it's not that I have anything against the women's. What I mm. kind of what I kind of found, or what, what I've noticed, like throughout the years, is th there's less consistency in the players, mm -hmm. and so like at least. When you look at that's oh, beautiful. What a shot. What a shot. It's like okay, you know, post the Casio, through like Wilson, right? Um, yeah, actually, she won. A, she won a smaller tournament, I think, in Mexico, and she was wearing a similar outfit to this one, but it was in this like beautiful red color. So that's mm -hmm. kind of when I. Oh no, it was Indian Wells. Um, Indian Wells. But she is a Ukrainian player, so she she's also pretty um, outspoken about that whole thing. But mm -hmm. she's a really beautiful girl, beautiful player. Um, yeah, I mean, like I was saying, and my husband and I have this conversation all the time. You know, like we always compare it to boxing. Like compared to boxing, you want to see power. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean. I mean, I don't know that I'd pay money to go watch Floyd Mayweather. Like, I've seen him in Vegas at a restaurant, and he's tiny. He's you know tiny. What I mean? I'm sure. I've seen him in Miami twice. Yeah, he's he's tiny, and I'm sure, like, it's, it's very impressive. But, like, you know, you want to see, like... You want to see Mike... Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I don't Tyson know anybody. Theory. Yeah, like, you want to see, like... You want to see Mike Tyson bite Evander Holyfield's ear off. Like, you want to see, like, the biggest... And that's why, like, you know, there's always that debate, like, what's more exciting, what brings in more money, like... I mean, so I, I have so much respect for the girls' game, but like, you know, men's tennis is, it's bigger, it's faster, they're stronger, they're, you know, and there are a lot of female players who are like super defensive, you know, um, I was watching a match at home the other day, it was Kazakina, who's a very defensive player, and I forget who she was playing, but my husband was like, this is kind of like watching paint dry. <laughs> I mean, like, who wants to watch a 50-ball rally where, I mean, like, the consistency is incredibly impressive, of course, but, like, I think if you're a man on the ATP tour and you're just, like, I'm just going to be defensive, like, you're, <laughs> you're not going to be around for very long. Like, you have to, you know, like, big, aggressive tennis is what's it's more fun to watch, for sure. So, for me, it's not, I mean, I enjoy watching women's tennis, 
the, when it comes to like the coverage, which you brought it up, and I'm gonna start covering women's a little bit, a little bit more. I got, I got some reels on the way about it. Oh, oh you just missed like the most amazing. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, it has nothing to do with the game. It has to do with like the consistency. Like it takes time to build a personality and for people to get behind. Some of these players, like mm -hmm. for example, Zvonareva, she's playing this year. Okay. She's be number two in the world. Okay. You know, fell off Where the cliff. she didn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and like you know, it it's you, it's tough to recognize names if like they, you know they they make they break out and then you don't see them for like the rest of the season or. Yeah. I, I think that's a little bit more common on, on like the women's sport, like the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough to like get behind a player if. You don't see them too often. Yeah. They'll have like well, a breakout tournament or something. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, Iga's probably been one of the most dominant number ones. In a while. <laughs> your, your Polish sister. Yes. Your sister in, in Polish heritage. But, um, Which, by the way, she won today 6-0, Not No surprise there. And uh, for anybody who's listening who wants to put Tudios Open, I never recommend getting Arthur Ashe tickets for the first couple days for the first like week or so because you get even though you get to see Shviontek uh, the match was 45 minutes yeah like what do you what do you want You'd rather see like two let's say not as big guys let's say 75 in the world 100 that's in the beautiful world. nice return play like you know five setters just like battling it out like you yeah, I've done that. So for two, the first two years, I I made that mistake. I and for two years, I saw Daniil Medvedev play like <laughs> someone who no one ever heard of, and it was like, you know, you have to sit through three sets of just him, you know, like a warm up for him. So mm -hmm. I did better this year. I got us great tickets in grandstand. Um, I watched, yeah, watched some, got some good Dominic material. Um, yeah, so that's good advice. So, uh, let me ask you this. So you said uh, your favorite your favorite part about tennis was uh, which part? <laughs> I really I really love everything about it. I mean, I love playing. Like I play a lot of tennis. Um, my sister and I grew up playing together, and we played in junior college together. Um, but I play on about five different competitive leagues, so I love playing and I, I love watching because I, I feel like that's how I learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, you know, so I love doing, I've done some camps and really like every aspect of it is just, it's so great and it's just something you can really sort of dive into. What other, have you been to any other tournaments? I'm sure yeah. you've been to probably Indian Wells. Yes, yeah, so I've been to Indian Wells a few times. Like that's not, it's just a short drive or like a really, really short flight from where I live. Um, and that's like, it's like, it really is tennis paradise. Like it's so beautiful. Like, that's what I keep hearing. Yeah, it is. You need to come. Yeah. Because the, the, you know, like the, it's, it's just made for like tennis fans. So, um, but I've been to uh, the US Open, obviously. I've been to Roland Garros. I've toured the Wimbledon facilities, but I haven't actually been to that tournament, mm -hmm. and I haven't been to Australia yet, but um, I've been to several smaller tournaments. Um, I went to Miami for the first time this year, so I did the nice. Sunshine Double, which I would love yeah, to do yeah, again. Yeah. Miami was so fun. Really fun. At the Hard Rock, right? Uh, I haven't been. No, that's not where. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard Rock Stadium. Yes, which is a little weird. Like, people people don't really like the venue. And also, I, it's Fort Lauderdale. It's not even Miami. <laughs> Oh, it is. I, I don't know. I don't. I 
it was weird. Like the whole turquoise stadium, it's like, it's pretty gross. But um, I've only I've been to Miami Open uh, when they had it in Crandon Park at the old yeah, spot. Yeah, everyone tells me that that was much better, but it was very intimate. You're yeah. right there with the players. Yeah, um, I think they just outgrew it, which I think is great. Like that's that's good news. Like if there's so many people that want to come watch tennis, I mean that's that's what we want. We want it to grow. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just like there's this cool Miami vibe. Like we'd be watching a match like this, and there's there was this like day club with like pumping like Miami sound machine mm -hmm. beats. <laughs> Got some bubbles, a foam party going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it's course. just like yeah, it's like a party plus tennis, and like that's just the vibe there. So I I loved it. Mm -hmm. I've been coming to the US Open probably. Uh, 17 years. Never missed a year for the last 17 years. It's I've, so awesome. I've, I worked for five of them or so. What kind of jobs did you do here? Uh, I was a ball boy for four years and then I was a wheelchair escort uh, one year. Okay. And I was supposed to be I was supposed to be a player escort this year, but uh, I missed the training because I was out for a tournament. Okay. Um, but I've been coming, so I've been to US Open so, so many times. I've been to Miami, mm -hmm. I went to French Open in 2019. Oh my gosh, that's the year that I went. Yeah? No, I lied. I went in 2018. 2018? Yeah. That, that one I got super lucky. So I was uh, I was going on like a school trip for at the end of the year. For, okay. with, uh, we were going to Italy. I was okay. taking like an ancient Roman. So like a study abroad type thing? Yeah, almost. So like it was an ancient Roman class. Nice. And then uh, at the end of the semester, we went to Naples for a few days and Rome for a few days. And then while we were there, I told the professor, I'm like, yo, it was at the end of the semester. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay in Europe. I don't, don't book my flight back. Uh -huh. So I was like, all right, cool. And yeah, we were already over there. Yeah, I was already over there. So I went with my friend. We got, we got the tickets right when they opened. Uh, for, for the second stadium quarterfinals. That's okay. awesome. So, and it was like 85 euros. It was, it was not expensive That's not at all. That's not bad at all, yeah. And Nadal was playing that day. And whenever Nadal plays, he's always going to get the main stadium in uh, yeah. over there. So I got to see Federer and Vavrinka play the quarters of French. Oh my gosh. That, that went four sets with the rain delay in the middle. That's um, amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing experience. I mean, I always come early you know because i feel like all you know the big tournaments have like these little lead-up events with like um and that's that's why i've always come early but i need to i'd like to catch like more meaty matches you know like you know once it's kind of slimmed down I, I love the first the first week of the us open i love going like seeing seeing like not you know not the top players yeah on the out, like on the outside courts just battling it out on yeah. Wednesday double starts okay so you see a lot of top players you, you'll see a lot of top players playing on the outdoor courts mm -hmm. um, in doubles okay um, so like I remember one time like uh, Kyrgios and Kakanakis they were playing on like some random court out in the, uh, in the yeah, field yeah outer courts yeah um, actually ball boy for Kyrgios and Kakanakis when they were juniors that's awesome um, those two are really fun. I saw them play in Indian Wells against uh, John Isner and Jack Sock, and that was such a great match. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, if Emma Raducanu is any indication, like, sometimes, you know, don't underestimate the qualifiers, like, you know. For sure. 
Uh, and then, I right, so actually at the racket, so at the racket house party, racket mic party. Yeah. Uh, when I walked up to uh, Tommy Paul. So I ballboy oh, yeah. for Tommy Paul when he was a junior. Oh, okay. Uh, and for Riley Opoka as well. Okay. Uh, but when I went, went up to Paul, Tommy Paul, I was like, oh, so I ballboy ball for you when you, when you were a junior. I said, oh, this is like 10 years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you, you were playing some, uh, some like short Korean guy. Uh, he's like, I remember that match, Su Wong Kool. Yes. Um, and uh, and uh, I'm like, yeah, you were the second seed that tournament. Taylor Fritz was the first seed in juniors. Benchich was the second seed. And Ostapenko was the first. Oh my gosh. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I remember that match so well. I'm like, yeah, it was on court four. He's like, you already know. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Paul was super, super cool. He, he was my, I think, the favorite player out of all the players that yeah. were at that party. Yeah, he seems he seems really cool. I met his girlfriend too, who is gorgeous, and she's very sweet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got like when I posted a picture with her, and like I had all these friends of mine that were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you met Paige." It's like I I knew she's popular, but yeah, she's she's a fan favorite. Yeah, she's like. What does she do? I have no clue. So she um, she has a clothing line called Dairy Boy. She had a pop up in Soho this weekend, and I did not get a chance to make it down there. But like the line to get in there was crazy. But I think she does stuff on YouTube, and um, you know, like she's kind of you know she's self made. Like she's you know, and um, and her and her and Tommy are just super cute together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was very sweet and like one of the most gorgeous girl we've ever seen so I told Tommy I was like she's beautiful I'm sure sure he's well aware um but yeah that was it was fun to meet them fun to meet Riley no the one person I'm I'm, so the one player that I missed over there was uh, Alice Quentin Alice the French player oh where was he oh yeah yeah and he was probably the player that I wanted to talk to the most really why is that because he's been liking my stuff on Instagram, and I wanted, I wanted to go up to him and be like, is it you who's liking my stuff, or is it your marketing team? Because I, I know, like, uh, Sakari, her, uh-huh. market, her marketing team. Oh, they run her page. Yeah, so she, oh, they, they like people's stories and stuff like that, because it brings engagement to their own. Yes. And so, to be honest, I, was, I didn't follow the guy until he liked my story. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, it worked. Yeah, you'll have to ask him. <laughs> I really wanted to. <laughs> So right now, Rybakina is up 2-5 on Postuk's serve at out, set point right here. Huge first serve, she gets it back in the corner, lobs it, and in the net. What a terrible way to lose a set. Someone made a comment at one time that women do more swinging volleys as opposed to like overheads, mm-hmm. and I I do find that's true. I think that's interesting. Like, um, but what that I- that sucks. Glenda Benchich is like so good about that. Like she plays so aggressive from the baseline and like comes in and takes those out of the air. Like she's a boss babe. You know, one thing that actually what I'd say like maybe why girls do it, women do it more often. Is like with the shoulders, I feel like women they have a they have a tighter pocket when they're swinging. Okay. Uh, like, uh, whereas like 
being like the you get what I'm saying like the unit turn when it comes to it okay. using like more shoulders and it's easier to go through it whereas like guys it's a little bit more like spread out and there's more like room for error I would okay. say it's like I maybe on the men's tour a compact swing I would say is like Golfen okay. he's pretty he's quite compact I can make mistakes like kind of easily and my forehand is a bit of like a glass cannon where I can I can smack winners but I could I could also smack the fence okay on it and it's it's I, I'm always I always make like small adjustments to kind of like make my swing a little bit more compact okay and I can see like and you definitely need that if you're gonna be hitting a swinging volley because that's a tough yes, shot to yes. hit right. and like being more compact is, is is definitely better yeah um, I am bummed that we didn't get to hit but we like we both have been so busy there's yeah crazy week I didn't even expect so much to happen yeah like there's just a lot of really cool things that we've been able to go do and and this guy is like blown up like mr. popular here like um, yeah I can just like dote on you for a minute like so your last podcast that you did with Tori, Tori like and he was asking about your origin story like like it's cool like you know like probably could have played at Fordham but didn't you know like just kind of messed around got a physics degree you know super easy <laughs> and the podcast is like a, like I have a startup and, okay. and the only reason I started the podcast is so I can uh, save on marketing dollars down the line yeah and so this is like just just because yeah, but I, I, I feel like I need to give, like, a little, like, encouragement to, like, all these girls out there. Like, the reason I started following you is because your stuff is so funny. And I was like, this guy is hilarious. I was, you know, so super funny. Like, obviously really smart. He's got a podcast that's just blowing up. Like, I mean, if, if you're, if you're going to do some sliding into dms like i think you should probably do it now because like it's, it's not gonna be around for long like if my daughter didn't have a boyfriend it'd be like Ooh. hudson this is adam <laughs> oh man i'm flattered you blushing i'm flattered thank you yeah like i am so impressed with you and you're super young like super young just like doing all this crazy stuff so mm -hmm. yeah you should be proud of yourself i appreciate that a lot <laughs> it's been it's been a it's it's been a lot of work in the last year and the the so I, it's like i try to do one video every single day sometimes twice a day um and it, it's kind of like a vlog i mean obviously i so part of it is it's kind of like blogging just mm -hmm. my life because i all i do is tennis mm -hmm. Uh, or I try to do as much tennis as I can. So it's the content just kind of comes naturally yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, a lot of editing, a lot of hours, just yeah. making like, things up. But the worst is always like, I, I'll put out like five videos in one week and get like no followers. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't know, like you, um, I mean, I definitely started my little venture as a passion project and you know, like, the space isn't the easiest space to be in. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to not get hung up on numbers. But, um, like, for me, I try and look at, like, so I, my content is primarily tennis and travel. So, like, people who want to travel and play tennis, want to travel and watch tennis. And so that demographic is, is, is older, you know. Like, my, my niche is probably, like, 
the Facebook crowd, but I, I don't really like Facebook. I'm not on Facebook very often. So just out of curiosity, I looked up like the average age of an Instagram user is 18 to 24. So that's not even like I'm operating in a space that's not even my target market. So my biggest I, I can't beat myself up about that, you know. My biggest audience has been between the 25 to 34. Yeah, yeah okay. that's about right. So, so number one for me is 25 to 34, then 35 to 45 and then it's 18 to 25. Okay. Those are those are my yeah. metrics. Yeah, it's all very interesting. And I don't know, like sometimes the things that you, the things that make you popular aren't necessarily stuff that I want to do, you mm -hmm. know? So I just try and be genuine and I think people appreciate that. Um, and like this weekend has been, like I've met so many great people, like made a lot of great tennis connections and I feel like organically like that. I mean, you, like you're like working those rooms like a politician, like, you know, like I think, you know, like having, you know, having like some content, you know, is, is good. But um, yeah, like I think when you actually speak to people and they're like, oh, like you're a smart guy, like, you know, about tennis, you're not just like making stupid jokes. <laughs> you know, we're like, you know what I mean? I feel like people start to respect you and, and you start to get these invites and, you know, get, you know, a, oh, oh what a lob. Yeah. What um, a lob. Yeah, I, I think, I think it, you, I, I mean, my advice that I try and tell myself is just, you know, don't get hung up on, on numbers. Yeah, I, I was like doing it. My, my strategy is just like, whatever I want to do, that's just what I'm going to do. And yeah, you know, authenticity you'll find is... Your, yeah, you'll find your, your people. And do you ever get, um, do you ever get like mean messages or anything like that? Like... Uh, I've never gotten a mean message, but I've been turned down a couple times just because people don't want to be associated with my brand so like interviews okay like i've had i had oh. one guy say yes and then last second he's like you know what i actually don't is it because of the beer thing like yeah like so in this particular case it was a he, he uh works with a lot of juniors oh yeah so he's like you know, yeah and that's you know yeah it's understandable i wasn't yeah. i'm not upset right, with, any, right. with any of it um I mean, I thought that was super funny. Like, I've never tried the beer. I did just have a honey deuce I've, um, before we did this, so I, I was a little rambly. That's why I told him, like, I didn't want to, like, like, if I was going to drink anything, I needed to do it at the end of the pod. It's the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. Uncut, raw. Yes. No, another oh thing gosh. that I... That's why I didn't drink in any of these parties, because I just, like, get, like say like stupid things i got i got pretty drunk at that rocket house party <laughs> like i had a friend message me and it's just like you look in those pictures and i, I didn't get, fucked Did you get up. like half an eye i probably had to have like eight aperol spritzes yeah i had to i had to rein it in like um and i'm glad i did because i feel like i was able to make more genuine connections and, Oh, so good. That was a great point. I, I'm going to switch the camera. Crazy about Verbakina's um, dress. Like, it kind of looks like a, an apron that my grandmother had. Let's get a, a close-up on that. It's Yonix, right? Yeah. Oh, but you know what? I was just, when I saw Casper playing earlier, he had a t-shirt in the same print. So maybe that's, but with like navy shorts. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I've been digging the lotto, yeah, what's been your lotto favorite, and Tila. 
Yeah, the new, like, okay, like, the turquoise Fila stuff is, was so tired. I was like, can we get that shit out of here? Mm -hmm. um, but I just walked through the Fila shop. Oh, what a shop. Um, I walked through the Fila shop here the other day, and they have, like, some really great stuff. There's this dress that Shelby Rogers was wearing. Um, yeah, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite brand? I always tease you because you wear, like... <laughs> I mean, really, you dress like a tennis player. Like, I always laugh because I have a, a, one of my coaches at home. Like, he just kind of come like, he dresses like my 10-year-old son did when he was 10. Like, just wakes up and, like, grabs. <laughs> Never really matches. Just, like, very, very random. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, do you have a favorite kit? Oh, uh, favorite kit. How far are we talking about current? Um, well, I mean, I guess we haven't seen all the ones for the U.S. Open yet, but maybe, like, what was your favorite kit from, I don't know, like, French Open? I mean, obviously everything in Wimbledon is white. Um, well... What do you think about, like, the New Balance kit? Like, the... So, I... So, Tommy Paul and Maxime Cressy are both New Balance, but I was watching Maxime Cressy play, and he wears his hat backwards, and it has, yeah. like, this little tag on it, and I was like, what is that? Like... So, the, the, the loop... The thing that, that tightens yeah. it. Chapel used to also wear, have it like stick out and yeah. make it so tight, and it would just yes, kind of dangle around. Yeah, that's what it looked around. like. It was. I was like, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, cut you off. Um, so my overall, my favorite is Lacoste. Okay. I, f I love Lacoste. Yeah. And like, I think the new Joker uh, kit is is pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. um, um, when I was at Miami Open, they were the sponsor there, and their stuff really is so cool. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I'm, I'm a Lacoste fiend. Like my brother, he would, he, he always gets me like, like Lacoste. Um, and as a kid, so I, I mentioned it in, in one of my podcasts. I don't know, I don't, I don't think if this, if this could be why. I mean, so like growing up, I wasn't so uh, like my. Look, I'm not gonna say we were we were poor because I mean uh, tennis was expensive, but that was like tennis took up everything, and mm -hmm. I was always like everything was always like, in a budget uh, everywhere that I yeah, played. Yeah, well, out. they were expensive, you know, like yeah. So and I was always on like everywhere I played, I had to be on scholarship. Mm -hmm. And then uh, during the winter, it would snow in New York, and uh, the indoor courts would be like eighty, ninety dollars an hour. Oh yeah. And so I would shovel the, the public courts outside. And broom, so and, yeah, shovel them and you gotta broom them you know, just so I can play. And so that's I, like, I always want to look That's another good part of your story. Yeah. Look at that. All this, all this great insight coming out. <laughs> and so I always wanted a Lacoste shirt, and my parents mm -hmm. were like, "Yeah, we'll get it to you for like for your birthday, Christmas, or something." Mm -hmm. I never got one. Mm -hmm. and, we, and this is when Roddick was rocking it. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, and I would always say like, "Oh, I, I really like that shirt. Can you can you get it?" Yeah. So what do you think I'm about um, Grigor Dimitrov jumping switching from to Lacoste? Lacoste? So, uh, I'm pretty sure. So I think it's I think it's a great switch for Grigor. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though Nike has been, he's he's had his own kits made by Nike, mm -hmm. and it's he he de he fits the style so well. I think it's, he's getting a little bit older, and, and Lacoste is a little bit classier. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, so Nike ended a lot of the contracts that they had, okay. and they're becoming much more lean in the athletes that they sponsor. Okay. So they have like, they have what, Ronaldo, they have LeBron, they got Nadal, mm -hmm. uh, Rune, 
but like Rublev, they dropped Rublev. They're like, they, they don't want to pay him anymore. Like, not not that they were losing money. Mm -hmm. Oh, Rune just finished. Yo, Rune lost. Wow, so my- Get um, out of here, boy. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, that's right. You're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that beef. So my, um, my coach Alejandro, um, that I work with in um, Phoenix, his one of um, one of his best friends is um, Roberto Carbias. So yeah, he's gonna be super happy. Good for him. That is so surprising, though. Like a little bit of a shocker. And that's why they threw him on court five because he's a scrub. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't he doesn't belong in the stadiums. People Listen, are gonna pay extra I, I money to get see that. Blocked, so. <laughs> He actually, I think I posted a picture because I took a photo with him at the City Taste of Tennis event, and I think he liked it. He saw. Yeah, I'm not. That's why. That's why he's yeah. over there, and we're here. <laughs> uh, he's a baby, baby on the court. No, well, I'm like. Yo, I call. They, they, I even posted a reel this morning. It's like it was the biggest because I, I did a collab with uh, Matchpoint Memes. Okay. Which I, lo oh, I love yeah, his I memes. Like them too. And uh, <laughs> so he reached out, or I reached out, and I'm like, yo, let's do a collab. Just send me some pictures. Yes. I'll green screen it. We'll do it. And uh, so we had, like, he had Alcaraz winning. Then it's like, you know, this is the dark horse. This is who you should watch out. And he's like, the biggest disappo disappointment was Rune. And I'm like, I agree. Look at that. Day and he lost. One. Let's go. Day one. He's packing it up. Him and Patrick. Patrick in his little tight. You know what? Hits. You know what it was? Was I was watching. I was watching Rune practice on, on on grandstand during the qualies. I've never, ever, ever seen somebody practice at qualies who had a ball, uh, not a ball uh, a towel boy. Oh, at practice. One of these. It was so funny. It's like he looks so serious. He's got the sunglasses. He's got the all black Maracha glue, Maracha glue kit, and then he's holding a towel. It's <laughs> a tongue twister. <laughs> and and uh, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there. If you got a towel boy for practice, you should have. You should you have should, some majors under your belt. You should. You should probably grow some balls and just <laughs> grab your own towel. It's like like you see Nadal. Nadal. Nadal sweeps his own court. Yeah. He, when he's done practicing, he's there running the running the broom and stuff. And you know, I I think uh, he could learn a thing or two from that from uh, Rafa. We'll see some other matches. This was a good match. I was, I was... There you go. Rabakina is taking her to the cleaners. Who signed your shirt? Kovacevic. Alex. Oh, oh, he did. I saw. Yeah. Oh, so that's another one. I so uh, I saw Alex Kovacevic play round one of qualies. He unfortunately lost in the second round to Elliot Spaziri, who okay. eventually lost to uh, Emilio Nava, who yeah. is. Playing Casper Ruud right now. Yeah, should I see what that is? So that's is? a whole yeah, that's over there. I'm so that's curious. a whole chain of uh, so, stuff. But uh, yeah, I talked to him. He's he said after the tournament, he's he said he might he's probably gonna get a wild card for doubles. Okay. Uh, oh, he's like after the tournament, he's he definitely he's definitely down to do a podcast. Oh my gosh, so, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. I saw him playing Phoenix. Okay, so they're update on Casper on Ruud and Nava. Um, Casper is up two sets to one, and he's up four-two in the fourth. So Nakashima is down two sets. 
Lena. Pretty good for the oatmeal stallion. Huh? <laughs> the oatmeal stallion. Casso last year at Racket House, Casper wore like the best little yuppie outfit. He had on white jeans and like this little tan sweater. And Kate, uh, Caitlin Thompson nicknamed him the Oatmeal Stallion, so <laughs> it stuck. But this year, he, I saw him, and he, well, I didn't get a picture of him. This guy did. I got a sick one oh, with him God. and her crotch Don't with the giant in. racket. Don't rub it in. With the giant okay. Yonix racket. Save it. Just save it. I, I saw that but immediately, and I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. He, so I, uh, so Casper Rude is a huge golfer. He's, yeah, he is. And uh, I asked him, actually, I'm like, so which, uh, did you go golfing yet since you've been here? And he's like, yeah, I just came back from uh, Winged Foot in uh, Westchester. So that's like a, like a like world-renowned. It's like Steph Curry, like, yeah. winning whatever he just won. It's like, it's like some people get all the talent. <laughs> yeah, so he literally, he came to the party from the golf course. I hear he, okay, that makes sense, because, yeah, he had, like, a little purple polo on and, and, the, and the head and the tan line on his forehead yes, that yes. shit went hard i even i brought it up i'm like you should probably you work did. on <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully wow, that was, he probably laughed i mean he seems like most of these guys yeah. make fun of themselves i don't think i don't think he cared but i don't think he was really that amused it's like <laughs> he's probably it's definitely not the first time he's heard that yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think let's go between court 12 and 13. Sebastian, or 11 and 12. It's uh, Sebastian Korda against Fusevich. Okay. And then on the other side is Nakashima and uh, Jerry. Okay. Those, are, those should be some, uh, some good matches. Nicholas Jari and his breathe right nose trip. <laughs> uh, no, other one. The oh, is Serbian. that a different one? Laszlo oh. Jerry. Oh, okay, so not, not to be confused with Jari. Yeah. You know what uh, we call it? So I had a, it's, it's, it's kind of fucked up, but um, so when I, and I, when I was in college, my friend, my roommates and I, we followed tennis like really closely. Yeah. And so there was like Nicholas Hadi, or Jari, Jerry. Is and that then how you pronounce it? Hadi. Right? Yeah. But it's like, people say Jerry, that's fine. Uh, and then there's also this Jerry. Okay. And uh, so it's, uh, so, Laszlo Jerry, the Serbian guy we're about to see, his parents, he, he, his parents died. I don't know how, but they passed away. Just, um, So, in order to, for us to distinguish between which Jerry we were talking about, hey, Hi. Francesca, how are you how doing? Are you? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> How's it going? Hi. We're, we're doing a little <laughs> vlog <laughs> pod. Yeah, that's okay. So Francesca, in. <laughs> U.S. Open yeah. veteran, ball, ball girl veteran. Uh, all the veterans. Okay. Veteran yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, going around. Going around. Yeah, there's yeah. so many Americans playing right now. It's yeah. tough to uh, get anything Porta. Yeah. Porta's like impossible to watch right now. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. Seven to the other American. I don't know if it's over there. Okay. Okay. But well, enjoy. We'll see you around. Yeah, I'll see you around. I'll, I'll be here every day. Yeah. What about you? I'm coming tomorrow. I'm trying to get tickets for Friday, Saturday. Okay. Sounds good. See you. Bye. Um, so Jerry lost his parents, and so after that we start calling him Batman. Oh, okay. That's that's kind of a cool nickname. Yeah, it's you know a little. Uh, it yeah. is what it is. It is what it is. Brandon. Yeah. 
Brandon Nakashima fighting for his US Open life. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Down two sets. Sebastian Florida and Martin Kusevic in a tiebreaker, 4-2. Cannot get closer than this. Packed stands. Corda serving at 2-4. Martin looking sexy as ever. He is, um, yeah, he's so fit. He looks like a sturgeon. Like a what? Like a sturgeon? Like a fish? <laughs> I think we'll see, uh... It's a little glimpse. Mm -hmm. What's going on over here? Yeah, it pays to be tall today. Um, you have to go soon. You said yeah. it's been yeah. about an hour. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that concludes it. That concludes it for this episode of the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. Tipsy Tennis Vlog. Vlogcast. Vlog. Blogger, Potter, <laughs> everything. Uh, if you haven't yet, go on Instagram and go to Tennis City Guide and follow Valerie. Uh, she posts uh, some tennis contents, uh, a bunch of her fits, almost a daily fit, you know, fit check it. So, uh, <laughs> lots of fit check. Lots, lots of off-court style. Well, this weekend, I'm, I'm ready to go back and, and like, get back on court. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun. Huge fun. pleasure yeah, meeting you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's been yeah. fun hanging out with you this weekend. I'm, kind of I'm telling you, ladies, get in there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm single, but uh, no, no, not no, for long. Not no for long. No, probably for a little while. If I'm being honest, I'm not. I don't know. We got, we got, we got stuff to do. Okay. Uh, on the count of three, we're gonna stay. Uh, we're gonna say, uh, stay tipsy. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Stay, stay tipsy. tipsy. Ha, ha, ha.